0: Welcome to Off the Bench with Danny Connell. Danny Connell, back to throw versus Denver. He's his tight end and Rajah Bell. Bell has done everything. Twenty-two
1: for Rajah. It's all the future of football right before your eyes. Just yell it out, man. He can't guard me.
2: Welcome to Off the Bench with Danny Cannell and Raj Bell. Happy Friday, everybody. Uh, hope you guys enjoyed the NBA draft. We're going to dive deep into that, break down every single top ten pick. We got five-star Q&A because it's Friday, one of our favorite segments of the week. And we're going to break down that Jameis Winston uh story and possible three-game suspension a little bit later. But you were here till late last night here at CBS Sports yeah. HQ, breaking down the pick. What? Like, what was the... Was there a moment of the draft? Because I was not into the NBA draft anywhere close to where I was in the NFL. And I get right. it's different. It's a bigger deal. But I I kind of was watching it on Twitter, kind of how you do stuff. Like, you monitor on Twitter. Was there anything of the night that kind of jumped out to you? One pick... One outfit, one reaction. Yeah. Anything that like really stood out to you above anything else.
1: The story of the night for me, uh, there were two storylines when I was going in that I was looking for. One, it was when was Trey Young gonna go? Uh, and that happened relatively early. Uh, giving up, the Hawks giving up Luka Doncic, I think he could be like a star in the league, but you're getting incentivized with another first round pick like that. Y- you might have to do that. Trey Young's a really good player as well, and I think he had a great workout there in Atlanta. But the real story of the night for me was, uh, the slide of Michael Porter Jr. You know, there was obviously more going on with that back than that was alluded to. Or he was so, like, they kept him so secluded and weren't allowing people to see those medical records. There was just too much mystery behind what was going on with the back that people weren't willing to take the swing. So at 14 to a team like Denver, that was already on the precipice of making the playoffs, you have a plug in and play guy. If his, his back is all right. It's the steal of the draft steal of maybe the last, I don't know, six, seven drafts in terms of what he could be if healthy.
2: And if you're him or you're his people, like you look at it and I think you do try to look at, it, Hey, you're going to an organization that has some young talent sure. that was really close and it's like having lived in Denver, like it's a great city to live in. You've got a franchise on the rise. That's where you try to sell it. Like, hey, let's go prove people wrong. I thought he and his people severely misplayed the pre-draft uh, workouts, the injury, right. talk around the injury. Um, because he was even trying to silence people about the one of the workouts that he canceled. And he said, you know, I, I, well, I woke up in the morning and my hip was a little sore. So my agent canceled the workout. I'm like, why did you tell people your hip was sore? They're right. really worried about your back. And then all of a sudden you're throwing in your hip in the mix. Like, to me, it just could have been handled a lot better. Who knows if it would have changed dramatically. It would have. I think so, it too. Would've. I think so, too. I thought the PR job that he he and his agency uh, did through this process cost him some money. And now it's up to him to go prove him wrong. And, I, I, again, though, with a back injury... It's going to be one that teams take more seriously than sure. any in the game because I've had back issues. I know, like, firsthand, they don't just go away. Listen, it's, it's, it can haunt you.
1: Um, with a with a back, you needed to come out and put to rest any notion that there was a problem with that back. I'm talking about even to the point of getting getting whatever shots you need to have do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. To make sure that you can have that workout. When you're talking about when you're talking about lottery pick status and, and or potentially falling the way he did or even further, you have to work out. There's no way that you can cancel the workout, not reschedule it, not allow these teams to come in there and see you. Like I don't care what you were as a high school senior or what you could potentially be as a pro. I have to know that you can get on those 2 feet and do certain things at a minimum. Not showing people that was, it was a huge mistake.
2: So I was really curious to Michael Porter Jr.'s reaction. Like, how would he handle the media after mishandling so much of the pre-draft process? Here he is. I thought he handled it really well. And I was answering the question, uh, you know, people compare me to T-Max, some people compare me to KD. Um, I got a lot of steps that I can't skip in order to get as good as those guys. Um, and I understand that. You know, I view myself as wanting to be the best player of all time. And uh, there's a lot of steps to get there, but that's what I want to do. And um I understand that it's a process. I mean, his face is glowing right there. You can tell he if you didn't see the video, if you're listening on the podcast, like he is excited about where he is. There's no, I can't believe I dropped. There's no sulking. There's no animosity. Yeah. Like I thought he handled it perfectly afterwards.
1: I, I honestly, like there's got to be more going on with that back, right? And I, and, <laughs> I think, and I think so he and his camp knew that. I think there was a lot of relief that he went at 14. I'm, I'm, be, like, they know what they did in that. Mark Bartlestein is as good an agent as there is out there. He's handled some really high profile guys. He's made people a lot of money. They had to know with him pulling out of workouts and whatnot, what that looked like for him on draft night. Yeah. So that Denver would take him at 14. There probably had to be a huge amount of relief. I actually like the kid. I've seen multiple interviews. Seems like he's got his head on his shoulders. He's a really good player with a huge upside. Denver's going to get up and down the court. The beauty of Denver for me and plugging him in is they've got a bunch of playmakers. They've got guys that can really create for each other, um, and he's going to be the beneficiary of a lot of that because he finishes. Like he's one of those guys that played with him wherever you go. Might not always look the best, even though his does, but they have a knack for putting it in the bucket. Like he's got a true knack for scoring, and Denver's a really good situation, so it, it worked out for him. But I would not be surprised at all. Honest to God, I would not be surprised if this year. You know, 20 games in, they got to shut him down because there's a back issue. There's something really wrong there. It's the reason why he slipped like that.
2: All right, so you talked about it. Trey Young, where would he go? He was probably the most popular, polarizing college basketball player last year. He took the world by storm, kind of burst on the scene. Nobody heard of him. And you had a European player in Luka Doncic who I've been working on his name forever because I've yeah. butchered it 8,000 different ways. But I don't feel <laughs> that well. bad he because well, everybody well. else, I think, has butchered it too as we get to know him a little bit better. But you mentioned the trade earlier. Here are both players talking to CBS Sports HQ last night during the draft. Here's their reaction to what went on.
3: I've been talking to Dallas, you know, before. before When I was in Spain, I talked a lot
0: about uh, with Dallas, you know. They've been so, so nice to me. I really like them, so... And like I said, I'm really happy to be a part of the Dallas Mavericks.
3: I'm super excited. Uh, I know I'm joining a, a great organization.
2: Um, I'm super excited to get to Atlanta and um, see the city and see all the fans and hopefully attend a, a Braves or a Falcons game here soon too. Oh, look at that. <laughs> little shout out to the other professionals. Always a smart move. It's more, but like you end instantly end into a, become a, into a Falcons game anytime <laughs> soon. No, but you got to sell it because you I know mean, you'll that. have those fans all on right. your side if you go there and stroke the other team. All right, all right. <laughs>
1: um, our own Rip Hamilton threw out a great name for Lu- uh, for Luca last night. Heydu um as a comp, as a comp. Yeah, and I want to say because I've got like I'm he is polarizing for me Luca himself because on on one hand I see all the stuff that he does in the Euro League. Um, he can play pick and roll. He's six eight. He gets to the rim. Um, he can shoot the ball. Uh, that's all gold in the NBA. A, in a six-eight frame, that's that's just great. On the other hand, I see him struggle to create separation at times. He doesn't look like he's got a great first step. Um, the fast twitch doesn't appear to be um, what 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 NBA average is. And I hear people all the time say, "Oh, it doesn't matter. You need to be skilled. Damn that! Damn it! You need to be a damn athlete to play in the NBA because that's the world's greatest athlete so right. if you can't you don't have enough fast twitch I don't care what your skill level is you become relegated uh, to doing certain things um, and Haydu was a six-8 guy that could play he was a really good player so I would tend to think that that's the type of player Luca winds up being a damn good player in the NBA. Hedo was good, hard to guard, could do a lot of stuff. Was great with the Orlando Magic when they were making their runs. It's not shabby at all. But I don't know that he's going to be that that Dirk Nowitzki type of European player. And and
2: does that justify him being taken third? Like is that is that worthy of that pick? Is that a successful draft if you're looking at it from um, the Dallas Mavericks standpoint?
1: If you got Hayto Turkaloo out of that, I mean I I think you would have hoped for a higher ceiling, but at the end of the day, if you got Hayto in his prime, cuz this kid is re- like he's ready now. You know what I mean? It's not like you're going to have to wait 5 years for this. He's been a pro now for 4 or 5 years. So, you're going to drop him in and he's going to be ready to go uh to some degree. So, I think yeah, that's successful. Um but but you would have hoped when you're swinging at that and you're moving up to get it that it winds up being Somewhere higher than Haydu, maybe beneath Dirk, somewhere in the middle of that.
2: So Trey Young, we heard him talking about going to Atlanta to the Hawks. I, I love his game. Like I think he fits the NBA, the current NBA, the way the, the future of the NBA, the way he can shoot, the way he extends the floor. He's gonna, he's gonna make defenses come out and cover him. There have been some comparisons to Steph, which is kind of unfair to Trey Young because we're talking about the best shooter of all time. But I think, I think he's a guy that could be, make an impact earlier than a lot of these guys. Because some of these guys you have to project four, five, six years down the road before you know if they hit. And I think he obviously has to put on a little weight. it has got to get a little bit stronger to handle the physicality of the league. But if you come in with the ready-made jumper the way he's shown,
1: yeah, you can you can do some things. You can score the ball. They're not going to let defenders now get up and grab and make a smaller guard's life as miserable as we used to be able to do. So all of that speaks to him. You know, uh, being able to have some success out there offensively. Uh, a lot of it is going to depend on what Lloyd Pierce, the new head coach there in, 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 Atlanta does with him. Like what type of offense do they, do they run? Is this going to be wide open, free flowing? Are you going to let him have the autonomy to kind of do what he did at Oklahoma, which is, you know, that's, that was the beauty of Steph. They just let this beautiful mind go to some degree. You know, they saw what he could do. Once they figured out what he did, then they could start tweaking the offense around him a little bit. So I think that type of player is going to need that kind of freedom for you to really you know get the most out of the pick uh, but I I tend to agree with you Danny I think he in today's NBA when you can shoot the ball and stretch the floor like that and the and the other thing, like, Steph is so good because he's got such great vision. This kid's got excellent vision, too. He led the nation in assists. Um, he's, he's he should be good at the next level.
2: All right. So we haven't even hit on DeAndre Eight in the number one overall pick. Yeah. Probably because it was, with no surprise. Too cocky Everybody
1: for me, it. bro. Too cocky. Really? Too cocky. Whoa. So you're I'm, bringing in. What did you, what do you say about the second contract Look, thing? It, yeah, like, well, no, I don't, I'm, I, that was, I think that was a 18 said it, year old being an 18 year old. <laughs> right. He said his judgment of success is he wanted to get to his second contract. He, I don't, and I don't have a beef. Congratulations, DeAndre Ayton. Like, I, I think they got it right from the Suns perspective. You had to take that. Like, I've got no beef with the pick or anything, but the way he talks is a little bit over the top for me. Like, the NBA's never seen anything like me. What the hell are you talking about? <laughs> right. Like, seriously, what the f*** are you talking about? The NBA's <laughs> never seen anything like me.
2: All right, hold up. Let's hear it from his mouth. Cause we had him on CBS Sports yeah. HQ as well after he was selected, uh, and talking about the future of the Suns. Let's hear what he said.
1: It's just breathtaking, you know, when that more When you're actually in the moment, you just wanna, you don't wanna rush it. You just wanna really soak it in. So when I, when I shook his hand and gave him a hug, and he told me like congratulations, it was I really felt it. And you know, just it was like you know, it's, it's another thing watching it from TV, but actually being in a moment. That's when all the emotions kick in. And I really, I really tried my best to keep it, keep it professional, and you know, just try to keep it moving. But I really soaked in the moment and. I started to get nervous, like, man, I'm really the number one pick, you know, drinks do come, come to a reality, and, you know, I spoke it into existence.
2: Whoa, how can you not like the guy? He sounded alright there, he Listen, sounded pretty humble. No, I don't know a, where you're oh, But
1: he's a bohemian kid, like. Yeah. I'm born in Saint Croix. Yeah, you like no, I am I am rooting for him. I just think that you can go over the top with some of that I'm confident in myself and I'm gonna project this confidence type of thing. There's something to be said for like a humble confidence, right? Yeah. Like a, a reserved, like, yo, I, I'm the dude. I'm gonna show you in these workouts that I'm the dude. Not I'm gonna get in front of this microphone and profess that I'm the dude. You right. know what I mean?
2: Well, I think he's going to realize in a hurry once he steps into the Phoenix Suns locker room yeah. that, that stuff doesn't fly in anywhere. Because it doesn't matter in any sport, any organization, where you're picked, it doesn't matter. You have to earn the respect to your teammates. They're going to make you earn it. Because they're not going to hand you a silver platter and say, welcome to the club. We're going to build around you. You have to but- prove work ethic. You have to prove... uh compatibility with every like there's so many things he's going to have to prove to his teammates and I hope he goes in there cuz maybe it is all for show it's pre-draft stuff but you've got to go in there and you kind of have to almost submit yourself to the franchise and say sure. I'm here for you guys what do I need to do to be the best I can be.
1: Tricky spot for a number 1 pick. Yeah. Right? Because you think they drafted you to be the face of the franchise. Yep. Right? But they got Devin Booker right. who's the face right. of the franchise, right? And so it's a really delicate like It's a really delicate relationship. You, you don't want to come in there and, and completely get walked over and, and, but you don't want to go in there and, and say, this is my show and upset the apple cart. Um, you know what's going to be really good for him? It could be at least if he takes it the right way. Um, Chan, what's his name? Um, Big Channing. No, Tyson Chandler. Yeah. I played with him, um, in Charlotte. He's tough. He's rugged. And I really hope that Tyson goes at the young fella in a loving, in a loving way though. Yeah. Like you're my rook. I'm going to teach because Tyson's a great defensive, big like quarterback, the defense, physical, old school. Um, this kid's probably way more offensively gifted than Tyson. But go through his chest early, like let him know that this is a man's league and that he needs to kind of like start from ground zero and build his way up and then teach him how to build his way up. Right. And that's what good vets did. That's what they did for me. Right. They, yep. they beat the hell out of you because they were better than you. And then they started teaching you how they were going to be, how they were beating you. And so, you know, by the time you're done with that first year, like, I can hang with you a little bit. You've taught me. I, I'm your rook. Like, and there's a right. reverence there. Right. And my rooks are still, I mean, my vets, I still call them my vets, even I'm 40 <laughs> years old. Right.
2: You know? That, that impact, I think is so invaluable. And I think you've seen it happen in a couple of different orders, like when KG, when they brought him back to Minnesota, they're like, "We're going to keep him around for years." Right. There's a different relationship between a player and another player, and even if you have a coach who's a first year coach, maybe a young guy assistant, yeah. it's still different than a guy who's in the locker room sure. with you every single day. A guy like Udonis Haslam, like, there's a reason the Heat have kept him along for so long because for so long, because he's a positive impact on young players. Right. I would prefer to find old school guys like you're talking about too, because there is a new attitude that is more selfish than ever in young players and you've got to try to get them to buy into a team atmosphere because that's the only way you're going to win and uh, have any success long term all right let's do a little 10 second recap okay of the top 10 picks all right 10 for 10 we're going to call it that all right just came up with that it's pretty genius i should be producing this show debo all right first up deandre ayton
1: Solid pick. Uh, you, you couldn't go wrong there. Uh, physically fits the bill in your backyard. Um, he's probably got one of the higher ceilings in the draft, so I'm good with that. All
2: right. Marvin Bagley III, your guy.
1: Very easily. I had him as my number one pick. I'd always been the best player in his class. Didn't do anything to disappoint. ACC player of the year. Better motor than DeAndre Ayton. Maybe not as high a ceiling, but I'm, that's a good pick at two. Solid, solid. All right. Uh, Luka Doncic going to Dallas. Why oh, trade him. <laughs> right like, why trade him if you're atlanta that would be my only thing but you're getting another first round pick for it um first round picks are like gold in the nba not, not just to use them but to use in deals and incentivize stuff so i'm okay with that he should have been the number third three uh, pick in the draft
2: what about jaron jackson jr
1: swing that's a swing there that's a that's a pure like uh potential play He's got the jeans. He's long, six six eleven, but he did only play twenty one minutes a game and wasn't a huge impact for Michigan State. So we're playing futures uh with Jaron to a degree. Mo Bamba going to the magic. Another futures pick, but I like Mo Bamba. They're they're stockpiling long, Jonathan Isaac type of lengthy dudes. John Hammond did it in Milwaukee. Um Heath. He has been said to have way more in him than he got to show at the college level because of the, the tightness of the college game. People think that when the game spreads out, he's going to be way more impactful. Um, said to maybe have the highest ceiling in the draft. So I'm cool with that. All
2: right. Wendell Carter Jr.,
1: another dukey going to the Chicago Bulls. Yeah. Like if the Marvin Bagley wasn't at Duke, Wendell Carter would have looked a lot better and he looked good at times this year. And I think when you, when you pair him with Laurie Markinen, uh, you got a nice one-two punch going on in Chicago.
2: My favorite pick of the draft, the Cavs get the steal
1: and Colin Sexton. I did not love that pick. Why? I did not. I got it oh, but listen. This man is it, going to take over the game. I, I hope you're right. Um I I'm not cheering against the kid. I just don't love his game. He doesn't shoot the ball very well. He he's is kinda like a Russell Westbrook. He is an alpha except like like uh uh, uh if Russell's an A, he's like a C. Um, <laughs> right, but he's young. He, he can develop. He could, yeah, super athlete like Russell. I don't know if he's as big as Russell, um, but he does have that dog in him. He's got that he's got that fire he's not going to defer or back down and you have to have that as that type of player uh in the NBA. All right, I'm
2: curious to see what you think this one cuz the Knicks fans hated it another time when the Knicks fans booed their own pick, Kevin Knox.
1: Would have certainly been uh Michael Porter Jr. for me. I, I, I just, that's the pass. That's yeah, the one yeah, they yeah, missed yeah, on. Uh Kevin Knox, you just it's an again it's a future play 6-9 kind of shooter um doesn't appear to really like to get to the rim off the bounce or or have the skill set to do that yet. But he's long and he can shoot the ball. They ran him off of screens. Uh, you know, so if you can get another, you know, shooter perimeter type of player to pair with Chris Stapps, like, uh, I'm not mad at you, but I would have went Michael Porter. That is about the area where I started really tripping out about what, why Michael Porter Jr. wasn't going off the board yet.
2: All right. Last one on our 10 for 10. Mikael Bridges going to the
1: Suns. Sixers again, man. It just made all the sense in the world for a lot of reasons. He was plug in and play, and I heard Brett Brown say he had to think with his GM cap and not his coach cap, and they got a 2021 first-rounder. I believe it's unprotected. or uh, It it doesn't matter, but unprotected. And in that draft, they are probably going to have high school kids in, so you're going to have double the amount of talent. It's it's a lottery ticket, so I, I understand why you had to do it.
2: All right. Uh, love it. 10 for 10. That was it. 10 for 10 picks, uh, 10 seconds on each of them. Let's do a little, you have to see it. You have to see it. Because there were some outfits last night where they were all the buzz, but historically we've also had some pretty out there outfits. I think, I think it's funny. So that's, uh, Michael Olawakandi from 1998. Big suits, baby. Yeah, exactly.
1: The big suits. The
2: baggy. Those are MC Hammer. Oh. How about the? Oh. <laughs> LeBron the James suit. going all white. Yeah, the baggy look was definitely in. Built for comfort. My
1: wedding tux was a big seven-button suit.
2: How about your boy Derek Rose? Starting to clean up a little bit. That's yeah, a clean
1: look. That's a clean look. It like, yeah.
2: looks pretty good with David Stern there. And, is, and he's healthy for once. How about your boy Anthony
1: Bennett? Anthony Bennett, man. If your game was as nice as the suit... We'd have had action, bro. <laughs> See,
2: there were some weight issues coming into play already, as I think he didn't. He put on a bunch of yeah, weight Yeah, he like, struggled. Had bad process.
1: asthma issues and stuff like that, oh, I think. Oh, that's not helpful.
2: And then uh, last night, DeAndre Ayton. Clean.
1: Three yeah. Piece, three piece. Nice splash of color. Little with, tie bar.
2: Tie bar might be too high, though, for my taste. Yeah. I could lower it just a little bit, but you have vest issues going on the there. Watch,
1: there is peeking out too. I like. Yeah, that. There, there was some serious. There's some bling. There was going around there too. Uh, how about Trey Young? Did you see Trey Young? I did not. I'm waiting.
2: Suit? No. <laughs> I'm waiting. I did
1: not. Debo,
2: can we throw that up there real quick before we get to? You have to hear it. Yeah. I, I have to get. I have to get Rajah's reaction to this one.
1: Oh no! With
2: That's a, it's a hard no out for of me. Tux like look up top. Hard pass. You All right. What? There's a couple big. Couple big no nos. Monty Walker's hat couldn't fit. It looks like it's propped
1: with a little bowl because of his dreads That's up really top. Cool. That was Didn't pretty good. Like, can we get some visors on the NBA set so they can, so guys could yeah, go either pop hat them right through? Because every like every fourth guy now has a head of hair like that, right?
2: <laughs> that is so true. So Get some visors. That is true. The problem: there were a couple uh, fashion faux pas for Trey Young. Yeah, one you can't you can do the short suit. But you no, got to do it dude. outside. Outside, what you, like summertime is okay. It has to be at an outside event. You can't be in okay.
1: So, like, all right, we're on the same page right. on that
2: one. The other thing, he had the maroon going, which is, if you're going to make one statement, just do it with a suit, not the color as well. Yes, right. The funny thing was that his whole posse, like his, his crew that was with him, they all had on the maroon. It was almost like a wedding party.
1: Uh, like, they yeah, were like, like you was doing too much. Matching. You've overthought this. Yes,
2: doing too much yeah. is exactly what they were doing. All right, how about you have to hear it? You have to hear it. So the Kings are getting a basketball player and a rapper in Marvin Bagley. Of course they are, because everyone does both nowadays. And we have to judge it, so let's have a little listen. Right. Arvin Bagley.
1: Look, uh, part of a lion, I know they was lying. When I was going through the motions, I wasn't even trying. Uh, now I'm all up in the game like EA. Trying to clean my thoughts, I ain't worried about what he say. I worry about what she say cause that'll
2: cause drama. I don't want no problems. They told me get it, I went and got it. I ain't playing games with them. Visionary flow, I'm trying to be a billionaire by 20 23-
1: Okay, brother. That's not bad. I mean, it's, it's, he's a baby too. He's a pup. Um, what say you on the, uh.
2: so I was going to say it's eerily familiar to the rap video that's out there of me Mm. because they have (laughs) me like writing the lyrics down and kind of rapping them out and they have me at the microphone on the video. So I think it's not that hard. Where it's, is the video? That, the video is out there. It does exist on a VHS tape. They had all of them. Um, it's not that hard to rap. Like, especially if you do it like that, he's kind of like talking through. Yeah. Like, it's not really like hardcore. It's not fast. It's not in. It's just, he's kind of like poet. Like he's, yeah, it's like
1: spoken word almost. Yes,
2: yeah. So it's not that – doesn't take that much talent.
1: Yeah, well, I'm not, I've never professed to be a rapper, so I don't really have a
2: <laughs> – I, I can't that. rap. You That's know what I smartest. can do, though?
1: I can't either, but I tried. I can read. Yeah, you Yeah, can. I can. So all right. let's, next segment, we're going to go to read and react. Read and react. I'll read. Okay. You react. Perfect. All right, here Love we go. It. Good transition. All right, thank you, bro. I'm working on my stuff. Uh All right, so Jameis Winston reportedly facing a multi-game suspension. For violating the league's personal conduct policy, Tim plays New Orleans on the road week one, then Super Bowl champs Eagles and the Steelers for the first three weeks.
2: This is a bummer to me for a bunch of reasons. One, I'm a Jameis Winston fan. Yeah. at Florida State. I got a lot of heat for defending him through his... Um, the accusations that were levied against him while he was at Florida State. And then it becomes harder and harder to defend somebody yep. when they continue to make really bad decisions. And this is one of those cases where it's probably going to be a he said, she said yeah. between him and this Uber driver. He claims it was his buddy, Ronald Darby, who was a teammate, which seems like the ultimate fall guy. It right. wasn't. In any case, you simply cannot put yourself in a position to even have any any impropriety like you can't just can't put yourself out there yep. that's why normally i'd be like well how can the nfl do this if it's just accusations but with him he's had his opportunities you've got to be so pristine and keep such you know close control of who you're hanging out with what you're doing at all times situations there's no there's no leeway there's no there's no margin for error
1: you've almost forced my hand now if yep. I'm the NFL, like you just continually like you came into the league, you had this stuff at Florida State, and then you know with the young lady, and then there was the crab legs. There's just silly all stuff, all of it. And, and 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 like crab legs, I don't really care about crab legs. Nope. The the the, the um. And
2: then he stood up in the student union and yelled yeah. something that was offensive to women. Which again, in a in a vacuum, if it's just one kid doing that, it's not that big a deal. But right. we
1: have a collection of bad decisions. Now you gotta
2: you're gonna get punished harshly for it, and that's what you're seeing play
1: out. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, I hope I hope it works out for. For Jameis and that sucks for Tampa Bay. You know what that what people forget in situations like that, um, whether you cheer for, for Jameis or not, is it really screws the Tampa Bay? Bubs. Absolutely it does. They I mean, gotta they go put with Ryan
2: Fitzpatrick spot. now, and it's a huge year for him contractually, him and Dirk Cutter, the yeah. coaching staff, Jason Light, it's a it's a one that could have uh, far reaching consequences for
1: sure. All right, well let's move from a sad story potentially to a to a pretty cool one. Um Mbappe becomes the youngest French Did I say that correct? You did because I had to double check with Debo on this one mbappe Kilian mbappe he becomes the youngest French goal scorer he's nineteen years and old in one hundred and eighty three days um he scored for France to top Peru 1-0 in advance to the knockout stage
2: I actually watched a lot i've been actually, it's it's been on like kind of like background noise I've just put yeah. on the world Cup like by default to watch him so I actually saw his game what was the first thing you saw of when you see his name in written word across the screen is there anything that like if I just said like, Rorschach test. Like, what comes to mind? What came to mind for you? And t- Mbappe? Yeah. Mbappe. Me yeah. too. The Hanson song. Like, I was wondering if it's such, like,
1: an old <laughs> Evo
2: and Hannah are probably like, what are you guys talking about? That's the Mbop. first thing I thought about was the boy band from back in the day. Take it or leave
1: it. All right. Well, let's stay in the World Cup because I might have gotten this wrong the other day. Messi cannot be considered the GOAT. Take it or leave it. Argentina on the brink of World Cup exit after a three low... 3-0 loss to Croatia. Uh, Messi has not scored a goal in this World Cup on 12 shots. He's only put three of them on frame, and he's committed four fouls through two games.
2: I'm going to leave it. I think that would be a, an instant overreaction. you got to take in, when you're considering the GOAT conversation, you have to look at a complete body of yeah. work. And if you look at what he's done, uh, leading Barcelona to the nine La Liga titles, four UEFA Champions League titles. He had five, how do you say the flair of the world, uh, Ballon d'Or. Is that exact? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let Devo give the uh, proper pronunciation for that one, but it just, it, it's just it—it's bigger than just this. game it's been bad in the World Cup for him. He has not had the best World Cup legacy. For
1: well, I, I, the, oh, I've been getting killed from this. My buddy Brian McCartney kills me because I said that I wasn't ready to say Ronaldo uh, was better than Ronaldo's Messi. got
2: four goals already
1: and, early. And I do think that that you do have to look at the whole body of work, but that like when you're talking about who the goat is right now. Um, you have to factor in his struggles in this World Cup. Yep. I mean, this is the biggest stage. Um, could this be the decline of Messi? Is this just this tournament? Is there something going on in his personal life? I don't know, but this is a bad look. You know what
2: he's got going on? He has the weight of an entire country on his shoulders. And I don't think there I've ever and I like again, I don't watch a lot of soccer. Yeah. I but I can read body language. When he came out, there was this look of anguish, pressure, Like you could see it was weighing on him. I've never
1: seen anything like that. Now I don't, you probably don't have the answer to this. I don't because I don't watch soccer like that. Right. Is his team, like is that a team that's good enough around him or is this like Messi take us to like the second round of? I
2: think he has to carry them somewhat. This is very, this is very much a guess. Right. But from everything I've heard and read, I don't, they're obviously, I don't think they were favorites to win the World Cup, but I think they were expected to at least have a better performance than they've had so far so uh, that's oh, they were second last time i didn't know yeah, that they, they, they got just short obviously a big fallback for them all right
1: the atlanta falcons should be uncomfortable with julio Jones' relationship with terrell owens take it or leave it jones and and owens have been training together apparently it's made atlanta front office a little easier.
2: i am taking Uneasy. that i am yeah. taking that all day not from a physical because Tio keeps himself in great shape right he ran T.O. a four, four the other day yes. it has nothing to do with that we were talking earlier about the NBA, the veterans in the locker rooms, how you want to have a good voice and they you know, teach them the ropes, kind of show them what to do. You do not want To one of the most selfish players ever to play in the NFL offering Julio Jones advice <laughs> on contracts, what to do, how to handle. Because Julio Jones obviously is very upset; he's not pleased with his contract. I guarantee you, To is giving him bad advice.
1: Okay, well, so this is what To says. This is what he said to Bleacher Reports, Mike Freeman. This is the media trying to create something that's not even there. What possible reason would they have to create that narrative?
2: It's T O against the world. T O being T O
1: everybody does it. It's just the little subtleties too. Let me ask you a question. Yeah. What do you think you could run the forty in right now?
2: Uh boy,
1: that's a good question. So
2: Brady famously put down one of the worst forty times ever. Have you seen that video? (laughs) It like goes out there all the time. I think he put down a five three. (laughs) I think I could run a five three or better. Right now. Right now, like out the back door, go out and do it. Five three, I think I could
1: get. Yeah. Well, like,
2: oh, of course, it's like jumping all over this opportunity. <laughs> I'm only doing it if Raja does it.
1: Yeah, I, uh, I'd, I'd like to read. I asked my trainer the other day what he thought I could. What'd run. What did he say? Uh, what did he say? He he probably he said like a he actually he didn't give me an answer for what he thought I could run now. He gave me an answer for what he thought I could run when I was like in my prime. Oh, did you, yeah. Yeah. What so did he say? Like, four six. Four, he, seven? he said he thought I could run like a four five four. Four six in my prime, but uh,
2: my my entire goal throughout the yeah. draft process
1: was to not have a
2: five in front of it. Just <laughs> four nine nine was all I was looking for, and I got it. I actually got a right. four seven eight and a four eight one. So there you I go. was like, boom, let's flying, go. flying baby,
0: yeah. that's
1: motoring. All right. Dwight Howard, obviously, has been traded recently. He's talking about a buyout. Uh Dwight Howard will be remembered more for antics than game. Take it or leave it. Brooklyn negotiating the buyout with him right now, and then we'll see what he nets on the open market.
2: I'm going to take this. I, as strong a start as he had to his career. Yeah. When he was one of the faces of the NBA, won the dunk, dunk contest, takes Orlando to the finals. Like, this was a guy that you looked at and said, all right, this guy's going to have a a, a – A Hall of Fame career that nobody's going to question. How many titles will he win? And I don't know if it was the move to the Lakers and his kind of relationship with Kobe, which kind of turned the – that was a career turning point. Right. He still had some success when he went to Houston. But this is a player that is absolutely going to be remembered more for the disappointing end and back end of his career than the way it started.
1: Yeah. I. So I think – that the antics, I don't know that it's antics he'll be remembered for, but I definitely agree with you. That's, that's talent probably or potential unfulfilled maybe, but this guy is a eight time all star, five time all NBA first time, three time defensive player of the year. Um, he's averaging over like 17 points a game on a career and 58% field goal percentage and just over like 12 and a half rebounds a game. He is borderline hall of fame. Um, the problem is when you come in and you look like Dwight Howard and you've got all that potential, like that unfortunately might not be good enough for people to to say that you you maxed out, like right, you know. But you know, no. he looks like a guy
2: who got paid and was totally happy. Like, just I got my money and I don't have to do anything else. And like, never really pushed himself to stay at an elite level yeah. or to chase down championships. It's already like, hey, I'm gonna get paid. I don't care where I'm playing, who I'm playing with. Just I got my money, which. There's a lot of guys. I just think some guys hide it better than others, and I think Dwight was just totally content, just having, just being a wealthy, set for life NBA player, and that was it.
1: You think he gambles? Ooh, why? <laughs> because we got a segment coming up where oh! we can get him involved, baby. <laughs> That's <would be> <laughs> like that one? That's a great. <laughs> segment. he like, got, got a have, lot of money. I was like, have like, you seen like, him
2: at the casino wait, or
1: something. You, do you know
0: like, something I don't know? Is he throwing? No, picks and props, Debo. Right. What do we got? Picks and props. If you take a look at the standings, Raja. 12-4-1, leading the pack. If he was actually – Raj, you have to actually gamble on this because you're on a hot streak. You would be making a lot of money. Danny, 10-7-1. I'm slightly behind, but I picked one more game. 10-8-1 for me. And Hannah got that win saying that Grayson Allen was selected in the first round. A little bit of bias there, but 3-9-1. and one. So we're going to have our listeners involved coming up because every day at Canell and Bell on Twitter – we're going to put up a poll and the consensus is going to be how we treat the listeners in the standing. So we got a new person, a new group of people, our bench warmers, to compete with. But the pick today, Danny, you were frustrated the other day that we didn't include soccer. We're going yeah. to soccer. It's Brazil minus two versus Costa Rica. By the time this podcast is out, this game might even be over. Danny, I think you have a little bit of help with your picks recently though. Yeah,
2: I do. My daughter, who's five, Brady, shout out to Brady. Brady! Is four and one on her World Cup pick so far. She's going with Brazil. I'm jumping all over Brazil. I also, bonus pick for you, I'm taking the over as well.
1: Wow. And the total goal scored in this game. So Brazil would, Brazil yeah, wins. But they gotta win by two. Two nil in Brazil, Brazil. That's
2: right. a push, right? Two, is there's no, there's yeah, they no have to no win goal. by three for you to win
1: this bet though. Well,
2: you could push. What oh, you?
1: I'm taking Costa Rica.
2: Whoa! All right. Yeah, I'm taking I Costa like Rica.
1: It. Brazil's gotta win by three goals.
2: Brazil's gonna win like six nothing. It's gonna be a, break I hope out.
1: you're right. I want
0: Brazil. I love Brazil, but.
2: Yeah, they're gonna break out of it right here.
1: Yeah.
0: The over under for that one set at two and a half. So the prop here. Grayson Allen selected number 21 overall to the Utah Jazz, and I don't really have to explain why this is the perfect fit out in Utah. The over-under is set at 100,000 Grayson Allen jerseys that are purchased in the state of Utah by Monday morning. Over all day That's long. Ridiculous. Like it's gonna be a million.
1: Whatever the population of Utah That's is. That's what it'll be. Yes. So fantastic. At least half of it. Do you know we sat on the set last night and it was getting to the range. and Nick Costas, we we're on the set. And he That's actually says, it. what are you two doing over there? Cause Rip and I are like scribbling. And I had just asked Rip, like where is Grayson Allen gonna go soon? And we both looked at it and I pointed to, I pointed to Utah. And Rip pointed to Boston, and we were like, he's going one of those two. Ways. <laughs> it
2: worked out perfectly. Some things are just as they so are, right? are. Exactly. He gonna... He's it's... a good
1: player though. It's a good fit too. Right. Uh, I thought- A lot went... of reasons.
2: Yeah, no, I thought he went higher than I, I, I anticipated he would. Uh, we have a bonus prop for, uh, for our boy Raja. Is that alright, Debo? What? So, if there's a, a goal, soccer goal. Yep. You get 10 penalty kicks on any World Cup goal, like a good World Cup goaler. Bro, and I can score? How many can you score out of 10 goals? I had so Debo said it for me at half a goal, and I was like, "I'm over all day long." I get ten PKs. Ten PKs. How many can you score? I'd say I'd say two, two and a half. Yeah, is number. So you don't think you can get more than two? Uh, um, I, it's too close. It's not. It's more luck than it is skill. Well, you and I can put. I can make good contact. Like that's all it's about.
1: Yeah, but you got to put that thing on frame. Like you got to. I don't think you do. Yeah, what do you mean? You if you, you don't put guess. it if
2: you don't put it on frame, you, you a, don't got to make the target. save. there's a huge. But yeah, all you got to do is put it in the window. I don't even think you have to get close to the like
1: the 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 goalpost. Like, you, just get it in. No, he's you, gonna guess. No, yeah, he's gonna guess. See, he has to. That's true. I, I would say I would say I could put in two. Um, oh, that's a good number four. at two and a half. Nah.
2: See, he put mine at a half, which is insulting. Yeah,
1: I'd say over if you put me at two and a half. He right. put you at two and a half. Yeah. Let's say three. No, he
2: put me at a half, and I said over all day. long. I think I can make two. It's easy money. Uh, all right. We have to do that. We have to do that with each other. We'll have each other defend. the goal.
1: So here, I got in goal. My wife, my wife was a player okay. of the year, uh, in at FIU in soccer, right? Yep. And so, you know, I talk a lot of junk, and I'm like, dude, this is not that hard. Let me get in goal. I'm big. I'm six five. I'm long. I don't think you can score. I got in the goal and tried to stop her PKs. Yeah. It was ridiculous. I could not. I couldn't guess right. I couldn't get to the Nothing ball. Was happening? She's putting it in the corners. Like, I it was ridiculous. <laughs> uh, let's do. A, let's play a little game. Let's have a little fun. All right? All right? Because one of the biggest stories of the night last
2: night was Adrian Rogernasky, who was just—I mean, three hours before the draft, he put out the top six
1: picks. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> And
2: after, after there was a very, you know, sternly worded memo from the NBA to everybody, all the reporters, we don't want stuff out there early. Right. So he tweaked him a little bit by getting creative with his vocabulary because yeah. technically he wasn't saying this is going to happen. He worked his way around it. So Debo's uh, got a little game for us. What do you got for us?
0: Yeah, so some of those terms that he used, has a laser on, probably the best one, are fixated on, is tantalized by, uh, are lo- unlikely to resist, is zeroing in on. So the NBA draft known for like kind of their drinking games, any draft in the NBA, it's wingspan, it's long arms, it's upside, it's potential, it's freak athlete, it's ceiling. I just picked a word that's kind of associated with a draft, something that Raja used to describe Michael Porter Jr. earlier. So the word is steal. I want you guys to come up with a list of synonyms for the word steal. There's about 30 of them. I use the synonyms? trusty thesaurus.com which got me through college. That's a lot of pressure here on the steel. radio. Steal. All right. It's so steel. what else do you do to
1: steal? Swiped. Yeah, swiped is a good one. Um yeah, you just grabbed, um nabbed. Um, <laughs> You're rhyming. um let's see. You have a little rap. Um, <laughs> um pilfered. Ooh, um, we are showcasing thank it you right go. now. Yes, I'm just letting to use it all I'm
2: drawing a blank. I
1: got swiped. That's, That's why. My, uh, Bill, um, try to think. All
2: right, next game, next. <laughs> <fight>. <laughs> this has got to be the time. That's line. the only word. Oh, that was the only word. That's was the, the only word. All right, thank goodness because I don't know how good I would have done on this one. All right, uh, what do you got for topics, Debo?
0: Topics, Danny an update from the other day. I don't know if the final bid was you, but that Jr. Smith jersey has been sold, and you were close to the final price. $23,548. Nearly double his career point total of $12,057. That was uh, so a prop. Some I, lucky person or unlucky no, you person. you don't get no points. I say, that, I, lobbying there. for points. That, that the, better be on the wind lobbying. column
2: <laughs> on my picks and props. I told you some collector is going to do this, and the crazy thing about this is, in ten years, I'll probably spell it, uh, sell it for two hundred fifty grand. Yeah. And it's only going to get bigger the more time that he's got it now. In the history and the annals of the NBA, like yeah. this is going to be worth more money in the long term. I guess I just, it is, man. Go look at some of the like the balls that have I, uh, the baseball that. What's the dude's name for the Bartman? Yeah, Mrs. Wagner. Like, like that one's going to be worth a boatload of money. Like yeah. it's like it doesn't matter that it was a boneheaded play. It's going to be worth a lot. All right, what's out? What else?
0: So sometimes, as Danny knows and as Raja has sometimes been able to avoid because of uh, his lack of Twitter presence, the Internet can be a bad place. It has been a bad place for Aisha Curry. She's just simply trying to open up a restaurant called International Smoke in Houston. The problem is her husband, Steph, recently beat the Houston uh. Rockets to get to the NBA Finals. Rockets fans taking it out on Aisha and her Yelp restaurant reviews. Um It's kind of a battle between two fan bases. So right now, International Smoke has 359 five-star reviews, presumably from the Bay Area faithful, and 279 one-star reviews from Houston fans. And this has not even opened yet, right? It has not opened. (laughs) Um, As always, you can rate us only five stars on Apple Podcasts. What do you make of this?
1: Uh, why not open your restaurant in the Bay Area?
0: Why
2: <laughs> that take that and open it sense. in
1: Houston? That's a great call. <laughs> what the hell is wrong with you? I, I love like, how worst
2: you show. The first place she can do it is in Cleveland. Yeah, like, 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 why right. don't you open in Cleveland? <laughs> right down the, uh, the street from LeBron's house. Uh, it's She's making a career for her, like Good for her. Like, yeah, she totally. Is, she is making her inroads. She's she's very creative. She's a fun follow on Twitter. Um, but this is just part of the game. Like Yeah, you got to take it with a grain of salt. This is one of those things where because you aren't opened yet – any pub is good pub. Like more people are talking about her place now. They'll try it. Like not anybody going look at the Yelp review and say, "Oh,
1: I'm not gonna try it because there's a one star." Right, it's not open yet. You know what? Like I, they are such good people. Like the Curry family, and I don't know Aisha. I mean, I met her when I was out there with Steph as a rook. But Dell and and the the, the mom and the, like they, they have just such a great fan. It's hard not to pull for them. Mm-hmm. So for that reason, Houston, leave Aisha the hell alone. Like yeah, yeah right. She
0: should be in the Bay Area, but never be. Yeah. So speaking of international smokes. Luka Doncic, he wants to buy a tiger. He wants to date Jennifer Aniston. So already lovable before the draft. That's before we saw his mom. And I'm just gonna steal this from Andre Iguodala. No. He said and he tweeted, "Mom's decent. Forget Yandell, <laughs> girlfriend." <laughs> <laughs> it's Doncic, the new draft day standard. Strong word. Right, strong. Yeah, uh, he's got good genes. Yeah, it really I, does.
2: I, I, she's got I, really good I, I, jeans. She's got
1: nice jeans on too. <laughs> <laughs> <I was> just,
2: <laughs> white jeans in the photo. How this? This is one where she is. She's she was a former model, right? Good, where it could be like dudes are gonna have fun with this in the locker. they are gonna well, have they're a they're, good they're, time they're with this like, in the locker room for sure. <laughs> like I just hope they're European. Like I wonder if there was some topless poses earlier because if there were, those are gonna be in the locker room. somewhere. Yeah. like they're gonna post them on them.
1: Is she? Are they, is it Dad was Dad there last night? Is it like? I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I don't know I, what the, son the home know, life is like. With, not to do too dip, deep of a dive here. Yeah. But hopefully she's, like, not a mom that needs to be, like, on the scene because he's going right. to have a whole lot of, like, press and he's going to have a platform. And hopefully she'll let, like, son have the moment and she's not out there wilding out. Like, you know what I mean? Right. Like, hopefully right. she's just a female version of LeVar Ball. Yeah,
2: hopefully like, it's not I, like that. I don't that. think Correct. So. You would have Correct. already heard from her Correct.
1: a lot. True that.
0: <laughs> yeah. I was trying to look up how old she is, but I guess my internet search has to dive a little deeper. Um So Ichiro kind of out of the game, but not out of our hearts. Still very involved with the Mariners. Constantly takes batting practice. There was a video of him the other day hitting home runs in batting practice, making it look easy. Last night, a semi-unrecognizable Ichiro in the dugout with his uh, fake mustache disguise. Uh, Ichiro's just the gift that keeps giving even when he retires. People jokingly, but not so jokingly, saying they want him to participate in the home run derby. That can only be good for baseball, right? Look at this guy. That'd be great for baseball. Only if he wears the mustache.
2: Yeah, and the hoodie, like, yeah. over while he's doing it <laughs> as the unibomber. So, supposedly, Ichiro, there's a language barrier, obviously, but he does speak English. Right. But he doesn't like to use it, so he never does it. And he kind of feigns it in interviews. He'll say like, I don't understand English, so he doesn't have to do press, which is a genius idea. Right. But apparently he's got like this great personality that you never get to see because of all this. Yeah. So I think the more Ichiro you can get, the better.
1: Yeah. Like bring uh, it out,
2: you. do more, to get, get more of him uh, out there for sure. Socially relevant. Uh, let's do a little socially relevant uh-huh. first because Joel Embiid, uh, he can't go that long without being in the spotlight. So he's got to do
1: something. Ooh. Uh-oh. Oh, Shots. He
2: is not afraid to bring it. Fuck Now, do you like this? Because of Emmerich
1: nah. is out
2: in tweets, don't compare Aiton to me either. I play defense.
1: Nah, dog. I don't love that. It's the same way I didn't love DeAndre Aiton getting up in there. and Like, Joel, you could say. But at least he's done it. I know, but you don't have to throw the youngin' under the bus saying I play defense. You know what I mean? Like you don't really have to do that. You could say something to the effect of, yo, young fella's gotta come in here and prove something or right. you know, he ain't he ain't on my level yet or something like that. But to throw in the I play defense that like that's a that's here's what I,
2: so here's what I think cuz I think a lot of times I get misperceived on Twitter yeah. like from especially from Alabama fans like when I tweet I'm not angry I'm not doing I'm like I'm either putting out stuff to get a re- reaction right. or I'm doing it to put out facts or something some opinion I have. I think Joel Embiid is playfully talking trash. I don't think he's calling out Ayton. That's why I'm kind of okay with it. Wow. I think a lot of his stuff is he's He's kind of laughing.
1: He's got this big personality. I'm hoping that anyway. You know because what, if bro? If it's
2: really throwing him under the bus, then he's a jerk.
1: I'm that dude. I don't like to text and I don't like to tweet and I don't like to do nothing. I want to hear right. your voice it can because be lost I, in I need to hear the tone with which you're saying this, bro, because you're taking him literally. Yeah, damn right. If I'm right. DeAndre, I'm on the phone like Joel, what up, pimping? Yeah. Like, what's right? going on? Are right. right? like, we throwing yeah. down now or what?
2: All right. I'm, st- I'm definitely not going to have you follow me on Twitter <laughs> after me for some of the stuff I put about the Miami Hurricanes. All right. Now let's do it. Let's get to five star Q and A. Hannah. What do you got for us? Hopefully some good questions. Five-star Q&A.
3: There are some pretty good ones today. All right, first one is from B Flood. He says, can you describe a time when your coaching staff created a play or made an, an adjustment during the week for a specific matchup or situation and it was a major success in that game?
1: Um. Yeah, the 0-1 playoffs with Larry Brown. Um, it was the only coach I've ever seen. Like every time we played and we advanced in the playoffs, we would come in – in the three days between the next series, and we would kind of revamp our offense. And we'd steal stuff from the team that we that had just had success against us. And most teams don't do that. They just stick with what you do. Uh, he would add something for each series we went, uh, we went to, and it would be successful. And it, it would catch teams off guard and give us a chance to advance. And conversely, uh, I've been in a lot of huddles um, in Utah with the name yeah, what, your boy. Yeah, where you're standing there waiting for him to draw something up and he's just befuddled and just standing there waiting and the whole team's, the whole team's like, what are we gonna run, bro? What are we doing? And everybody's looking at me. I'm like, I don't know. Yeah, so anyway. So I've seen this work both
2: ways. Uh, it, not so, in game, there have been a couple adjustments, like specifically, but, You talk about copycat, like the taking, stealing plays. Dan Reeves, and the NFL is notorious for doing this, but Dan Reeves and his staff were guiltier than most. Like there would, we would watch other games be like, yep, we're going to run that play this week. We're going to try it. (laughs) And some of them worked, some of them failed. Uh, Jim Fossil had a play we ran to Chris Calloway where he was always like on this little five yard out in the slot. We ran it a lot on third down and we ran it in overtime. We made just a little tweak to it where he ran a wheel route where he faked Uh. the out and then went up and we, uh, game winning touchdown pass in overtime Uh. at Detroit. So yeah, for, for sure. Like this happens all the time. I would say the majority of them though don't work that great. Right. Your stuff always runs better that you know better as opposed to trying to copy what somebody else does. Yeah,
1: because you practice it for so Absolutely. long, you're good at it. Yep.
3: Alright, we got one from our boy Rob from ATL. He says, Raja, whom's man is the Golden State Warriors, <laughs> Steph or Katie
1: I, I like what I, you explain this to me.
3: There's an
2: inside Hoomst. joke on this one with hoops, man.
3: Yeah, no, I don't. I don't know.
2: It's a barstool reference, right? Oh. Debo Debo's all
1: give me. I think, Debo, take this. Hoomst yeah. Hoops, man.
2: Yeah.
3: Who's a little, in?
1: a little. It's KD. I'll say KD. All right. Uh, I'll say Steph Curry. All right. All right Steph Curry. He <laughs> means more. Base <laughs> is covered. <laughs> yeah,
2: exactly.
3: All right. Uh, Danny, I feel like this one's for you. This is from Big <laughs> B. It says, if you had a son and you walked into his room and he was listening to vulgar rap music at what age would you say i don't want you listening to that type of music and at what age would you say keep it down not around your mom <laughs> i would say for me
2: personally because i'm going to deal with this with my daughters at one. T- i would say i would probably try to s- turn that ish down would come all the way up <laughs> till probably like 14 or 15 right and then at one point i wouldn't say keep it away from your mom i would try to have a conversation like what do you put po- like a more serious conversation like what do you put in your brain like do you right. want are you really listening to what they're saying but i've had like i remember being a kid and my dad brought in motley crew dr feel good and i listened to everything like hard and he took the cd out it was like a scene from a music video yeah. took it threw it on the ground like stomped and it was like you're it. not listening to this garbage anymore really, come on and then i just like went and had another one burn
1: yeah get a mr <laughs> cannell um or yeah. vulgar like what like like uh like sexual content and like it's or, or just that. or curse words o-
2: obscene no because curse words you can't you you literally cannot find a song on the radio yeah. that
1: they don't have curse words. I, I'm
2: saying like vulgar crossing the line, like yeah. sexually.
1: Yeah, I, I'm it. with All you. All of it. Yeah, yeah, 14, something like that. Like my kids listen to like they listen to Biggie and Pac with me sometimes, and there's cursing that, right? Um, but but I but I will cringe and turn it off if like we're on Pandora or something and somebody's starting to talk about like sexual. I'm like, right. whoa, yeah, <laughs>
2: right. you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. yeah, little kid, little kid for today. sure. Yeah. <laughs>
3: Uh, T. Rich says, what have been your best slash most outrageous Halloween costumes?" So it's a weird month to ask this question. Danny, have you ever considered Danny Werfel? I, don't, I have I don't know.
2: not. That's a pretty good one, though, because uh, we've been confused all the time. In uh, fact, just the other day we had a guy and he's, he was like something like, hey, go Gators. And I'm like, oh, wrong team, wrong Danny. It happens all the time. I did not go that. But look, look at that. That wouldn't be a photo. good
3: costume. No, That'd
2: I don't, don't think so costume. either.
1: I don't think so either. I think it would be dope.
2: <laughs> be, maybe i will do it uh, he yes, awesome.
1: rich. that is um cool. i dressed up a few years ago as uh ron was, burgundy nice <laughs> was it was that uh, was halloween a big deal in the nba uh it was a pretty big deal in the nfl like spending on teams but for the most part like it was a good party depending on the places but D- darren williams used to throw some epic like uh halloween parties uh <laughs> or, and that was fun um but my ron burgundy costume i was really proud of it because i got the wig uh i got the mustache i didn't go like i didn't do like the like <laughs> like white face if you will <laughs> right. um, but I went as like a blonde hair black brown burgundy right. and it was kind of funny people oh think. I gotta see pics we Rosa, gotta see that's photos
2: pics or it didn't happen <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would say for me uh, my wife when I was, when we first got married we were in Denver uh th- there was a big uh Halloween party so I went as a Denver Broncos cheerleader and my wife <laughs> went as me like all padded up yeah. and like in a, in the a helmet and I went as Denver Broncos cheerleader like I love full that on wigs. Yeah it was pretty good. I do have pictures but I don't know if we're going to see those. <laughs> all right, uh is that it? That's a wrap for uh Five Star Q&A. Thanks everybody for checking us out. Hope everybody has a fantastic weekend. Uh, next week, we're going to only be on Monday and Tuesday. And we're going to have a little break for uh, some p- vacation time. Yeah, we're allowed to do that every once there. in a while, too. So just Monday and Tuesday pods next week. Thanks for checking us out. And uh, make sure, as always, go follow us on Instagram and Twitter at NellinBot.